Hey, man, look, man, today, guess what happened? Football came back into our lives. Carolina Panthers football is back. On a Sunday at 1 p.m. Yes, sir. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Oh, look who – oh, man. Oh, look at this. Look at this bald-headed guy. <laughs> wow, this is what we do now. On, on, on the day that the Panthers play their first game, the Falcons fans shows up. That's know, awesome. Right? That's Listen, awesome. We, you know, we took care. We took care of business on Friday, so you know. Oh, y'all had well, a game. Yeah, we took care of business. We 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 came out unhealthy. We came out healthy, and we're just getting ready for the last two preseason games. Make sure nobody gets hurt between now and uh, opening week. Gotcha. All right, that's enough for the Falcons. Rodney, you got something? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. First of all, what I like to do every time we start. How was your week, fellas? We'll start with the guest, Danny. How was your week, man? I, I mean, right now I'm tired. Uh, the wife and I went to Baltimore yesterday. Um, Ooh. For the day yesterday. Ooh. Glad uh, you made it back safely. Yeah. Listen, I had I had my first taste of Baltimore experience last night, leaving the Ravens game last night. So the wife and I went to the Ravens game. Um, went to Jimmy Seafood, um, and somehow the GPS took us directly through the wire. <laughs> <laughs> Every neighborhood the wire was shot at in Baltimore. We just happened to go through to get to the Jimmy's. And as we're leaving, going on 395, we had to go back through downtown Baltimore. And so I'm at a stoplight at the edge of downtown at a harbor. And this guy just pulls out in front of me on a, on a moped. And literally, it's a green light. He sits there and sits in front of my car and waves to all his homeboys. And next thing you know, about 40 um dune buggies and dirt bikes and motorcycles just come out this gas station looking like a 1990s rough riders video shot by dmx in the middle of downtown i watched a guy almost get decapitated so he's driving standing on top of the motorcycle and next thing you know this car is about to hit him head on he stops and throws the guy the finger like it's his fault (laughs) welcome to baltimore welcome to baltimore welcome and my Body wife is like, early. my wife is like, oh my god! I'm like, let me let's get the fuck back. Let's, let's get up out of here. Uh, we are not. Almost hit the guy on a green list. I should have hit him, but if I hit him, that's about sixty five dudes outside. I'm just really not yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. All right, guys. What about you? What about you? Having <laughs> a pretty good week. A good week actually for Charlotte sports. Um, some people won't see it that way, but I felt like if you were a Charlotte sports fan. Uh, it was a it was a pretty good precursor of things to come. Jamal, I am week three of being halfway vaccinated. Still no chips. Still no uh, mutations. The man <laughs> knows where you are right now. <laughs> I'm sorry if the government is tracking us right now because of my um, infusion, but uh, you know, feeling good, man. It was overall man busy week, but it was a good week overall. Glad to be here, man. Glad yeah. to have my boy Danny on. You're an amphibian now, but um, <laughs> guys, guys, so he's a uh, Panthers fan, so it's close enough. Hey, 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 we're not doing that today. See, look, this is this is, this is oh, house, I'm to let you in later, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, the, the, the Panthers lost 21 to 18 today to the Colts. Uh, what did you guys see that you liked and, and didn't like today? Um, I thought they played well, mm-hmm. it's preseason, so you really can't put too much stock into the W or the L. Um, I will say, however, during the broadcast, they mentioned that um, <clears throat> that the Panthers were trying to win this game. 
Time out. Time out. Let me respectfully cut you off, Kaza, because you said a trigger word just now. That broadcast was the worst broadcast I've ever witnessed in live TV history. WSOC, that was awful. That was, look, listen, then when they actually got it together, they couldn't get a damn cursor off the TV because they were showing somebody else's feed. I just had to interrupt, man. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. We were actually supposed to watch the, what was the, the, uh, FC Barcelona game or something like that. Then we got soccer for four minutes. NFL Network blacked out the game because of coverage. Interfere with our local broadcast, but which was which is fair because I I said I didn't see a local broadcast. So my question was for you guys: Was the WSOC issue or was the NFL Network issue? Um, WSOC probably WSOC issue because the NFL it didn't look like an NFL Network broadcast. It looked like a, a. Typical local broadcast. It didn't look like a high school broadcast, let alone an NFL Network broadcast. Right, and I felt bad because Steve Smith is actually great on the mic. He's great during yeah. the games. Yeah, it was. It was actually, I actually kind of what I listened to. I actually kind of enjoyed it. It was. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, Steve Smith did a, a great job. And it's funny and because Razar. he always told yeah. that line between hating on the Panthers and loving the Panthers. Like he's a he's a Panthers fan, but he'll never say it. But you right. can tell. Um, that that he is, I, and I thought the Panthers for the most part played well, considering there were almost no starters in the game, a bunch of second stringers. Um, but the Panthers did say that hey, we're trying to win this game, and uh, there were some decisions late that made me question that. But they did do good things, like for instance, um, with 42 seconds left in the first half, they actually went for it and got a field goal for their trouble. That's something we wouldn't have seen from the Panthers teams in the past, and that's something I hope carries over to the to the regular season. I thought P.J. Walker looked pretty good. Now, he was only 10 for 21, but he threw for, I think, 139 yards, didn't get sacked. Uh, I think he's going to end up being a very, very solid backup. I don't think that he'll threaten Sam Darnold's position, although I'm st- the jury's still out on Sam Darnold, and I, he's got to do a lot to convince me. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Sam Darnold is probably – uh, a better starting quarterback than PJ Walker is is ready to be right now. But I thought PJ Walker uh, looked great. Uh, Terrence Wallace Jr. Man, he looked really, really, really good. Had a big yeah. catch early on. Uh, some clutch catches later. Chuba Hubbard, man, that's it, if the Panthers don't find a way to integrate him into the offense along with Christian McCaffrey, that will be a major failure on the coaching staff. Major, major failure. 100% agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so, so would you guys say that he's an adequate replacement to Mike Davis? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's, a, he's a rookie, but, I mean. He's much different than Mike Davis because Davis, right. yeah. you know, he's much more. Davis is a north-south runner. Right. You know, right. And, yeah. and Hubbard came from Oklahoma State, so that offense was much more of a wide-open Get in space, make catches out of the backfield. I think he's a better compliment to like Christian McCaffrey, yeah, right. as far especially if Christian goes look, down. It's the same type of running back kind of sort of. Let, let me say this, Danny. Look, man. Let me be clear. This is a the the smallest sample size you could possibly see. But there was there was one run where I looked at Chuba Hubbard, man, and I, and I don't know, man. I mean, he looks like he he has the burst, but he definitely looked like he can run between the tackles as well, man. Again. I don't want to overreact for, right. for one series in the preseason game, man. But he gave me the impression, man. He could he could be that he could be that uh, that North South guy, man. Guys, guys, let me tell you. I realized today that uh, we actually may have a tight end on the roster because we didn't have one last year. <laughs> 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 right out there. 
Right, we didn't have right. any tight ends last year. Uh, was it Trimble from from Notre Dame actually caught the touchdown pass from Walker? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause you were finishing, bro. No, 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 no. Actually, that's a a good segue. Uh, Trimble, I think three catches um, mm-hmm. and the touchdown. Um, and really, all we ever need out of tight ends is we don't we don't we don't need another Greg Olson, but we need a guy who's going to be a reliable safety valve for our quarterbacks. And you know, Trimble looks like he might be that guy. Good performance from him today. But yeah, I was now. Let me be. Um, I want to say with the offense, like I really didn't put too much stock into what the offense did. I didn't have any high expectations because, you know, our main guys didn't play, obviously, man. So I wasn't expecting much. But what I what really did impress me were, were the young guys. Uh, Shai Smith had a big catch for 26 yards. Terrence Marshall, as you said, man, three catches, 88 yards. Tommy Trimble with the, with the really good touchdown catch, man. So I really liked what I saw from the young guys. But, more, but most importantly, I liked what I saw from the offensive line. I, look, I was very, very high on Brady Christensen when we drafted him. It looks like so far he may prove us right. Now, again, first preseason game, don't want to overreact too much, man. But at the same time, man, I really liked what I saw from the young guys, especially on the O-line, man. I think a couple of those guys are going to start, judging from what we saw today. Um, defensively, I liked our front four mainly. I liked the front seven overall, but I really liked the front four. I did not like our secondary. Um, our secondary gave gave me a lot, a lot to pause for, man. Troy Pride had a bad, bad day. He had a horrible day. Um, and and, and hopefully he's okay, man, because it looked like that injury he's, he sustained may be pretty serious, man. But I, I'm looking at the secondary, man, and there was a lot, there was a lot of bending and breaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was a lot of soft covers that ended up in some big gains. Um, both of the, the Colts quarterbacks, they combined for 310 yards, 25 for 36. I'm not, not a big fan of that stat, man. And, you know, again, it's not like Bouillet or Jackson played a lot of snaps, but I, but the secondary just gave me a, a, a lot of, a lot to question. I put it like that. So in your opinion, how did the linebackers look today? For It was funny because during the game, the first, my first thought was, who the hell are these guys? I don't know who who those guys. But for a bunch of no name guys, I thought they played pretty well, man. Honestly, I think with preseason, I think this preseason is going to be different than any other preseason we've seen in years because of the seventeenth game, and mm-hmm. you're not going to see very many starters. I mean, we already heard the Chargers not going to play a single starter in preseason at all. Wow, you know and. Because that 17th game is so much wear and tear on these players, yeah. this might be the preseason, not just for Carolina, but for the other 31 teams in the league. You can really evaluate the guys towards the end of that roster to the, the ones that you had questions about, the ones you've never seen, because they're going to get more and more playing time. This is the most pr- playing time that backups will ever receive in preseason, I think, this right. year. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad thing. Actually, it's not. Man. It's not actually. Yeah, especially right. if they're going to expand practice. Right. If they expect their practice squad, can you imagine all those reps and all those quality times in in games? And coaches can see. You know, especially for a second year head coach like Matt Rule, he gets the chance to really develop these mm-hmm. guys. Right. You know, I mean, there's no reason to play Sam Darnold in anything but week three right. in preseason. There's no mm-hmm. reason. No mm-hmm. reason why you should see Rob. You should see Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey or even on the defensive line because 
unlike San Francisco, for example, that has defensive line depth, Carolina doesn't have the same depth. A lot of these teams don't have the same depth at the same positions. So if an injury goes down on a defensive lineman or a linebacker or even the secondary, it could damage your entire season. But it, to but to add to your point, Danny, like especially with the Carolina Panthers, being that we have such a young roster and we're probably going to be dependent on a lot of these young guys going into the regular season, I think it makes it that much more important to play these young guys during the regular season. Now, I held up a sign at the end at the beginning of our broadcast. If you can't see that, it says DBO. Matt Rue says that that stands for don't beat ourselves with young players like we have on this roster, that is going to be very, very important to try to implement. We didn't do a good job of that today. So, you know, these next two – go ahead, Kaiser. I was going to say that there was a hit on defenseless receiver that essentially gave um, Indianapolis a touchdown. That that is the difference in the game. Um, And, yeah, you're right with – I mean, the Panthers' defense – is young. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. That's right. why we have a bunch of no-name guys, and they're going to I'm, – I'm not worried about the offense. You know, Bill Barton Same. at ESPN said that he felt like the Panthers are the seventh best offense potentially this season in NFL. I don't completely agree with that, but I don't completely disagree either. I'm just not worried about the offense, even with Sam Darnold at the helm. But that defense, man, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they don't have any leaders on the defense. They, they don't really have – with with Luke Keekley gone, completely gone, he's not even in the building anymore. Um, you know, on the sidelines, they just don't have a leader. They don't have that guy. And like you said, the secondary looks pedestrian. I think the Panthers are hoping that the uh, beefing up the front seven can mm-hmm. can disguise some of the deficiencies of the back end, which is something the Panthers have been doing like for what thirty years. Now? Right, man, I can't, I've lost count. Right. The beginning. The beginning. The beginning. You know, because they came into the league, that's how they've always addressed their secondary. I'm I'm worried about the defense, the youth, not not the talent, not the athleticism. Jeremy Chan, Brian Burns, gonna take huge steps uh, this year. I'm uh, talent wise, they're good, but they need some some depth. They need vets. They need leadership. There's a lot that defense gonna need. Speaking speaking of that, Kaza, I found it interesting in the fourth quarter when we were committing all these reckless penalties that Shaq Thompson was was kind of getting on the defense and being very animated on the sideline. And I, I couldn't help wondering myself, like, is Shaq Thompson really ready for this role? Like, it's uh, not not to diss Shaq Thompson, but right, it's almost like by default. And I don't know if he's really that guy or not. I mean, there's only one way to find out. He's got to do it. He's got to do I mean, it, right? If if he said, I mean, he said last year he wanted to be the guy on deep. He wanted to be the vocal leader. Now you're saying Keekley's no, he's nowhere to be found, you know. And kind of last year was difficult. If Luke's still in right. the building, that's still Luke's defense, right? TD, you know the one, you know the real Panthers that have been there. Shaq was brand new last year, so you know you, you don't, you know, you can't just walk in the door and start punching people in the throat when you just got here. <laughs> you know, you, you got to earn your stripes. You got to earn that title. And I think being around TD, being around Luke, taught him how to be the guy in the locker room. Because, like y'all mentioned before, the defense is might be the youngest defense in the entire NFL, top to bottom, all eleven starters. Mm-hmm. I think age. I think they're either if they're not the, the youngest, definitely top five the most, as far yeah. as youngest. Someone's gonna have to do it if he's gonna be on the sideline pushing people. I'm gonna need somebody. I don't want Jeremy Chen. Is the, I mean, as good as he is, he's second year. I don't need a second year guy leading my defense. Vocal, I need somebody that's been 
in the fire, someone who's in been around. Yeah, you need somebody like that. Absolutely. I got 13 million reasons why Shaq should be the leader next year. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, you can't, hey man, look, it's, money it's, can't force leadership. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of Julius Peppers. Remember the Panthers were wanting him to be that, that yeah. vocal guy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't force I mean, that. But, 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 but does, Shaq doesn't have that talent level. I, well, okay. So that's another thing I was going to say. With Luke Keekley, Luke Keekley didn't come in and just start being the Panthers leader. He learned behind John Beeson. And, Tom mm-hmm. Davis. and eventually he became the leader. And because he had this immense talent, it was just kind of, yeah, by default. I mean, Thomas Davis never left, but it was just kind of like, okay, you, Luke, you're the guy, you're the guy. Now, with Shaq Thompson, although I love Shaq Thompson, he can be a real missile on defense sometimes, but he he's not like Luke or or even John Beeson for that matter, or or Thomas Davis. He's he's not Dan Morgan guys, yeah, or Dan Morgan or any of the other. You know, good Panthers linebackers. He's just not there. So, how much are the other players really going to listen to him? How much are they really going to be like, dude? You're making the same mistakes I am. That's well, what. Here's the, well, here's the thing: because not the best players never always necessarily the most vocal guy in the locker room. Because mm-hmm. you can go back and be even. Let's change the let's change the sport for a second. You go to the NBA and Udonis Haslam is not the most talented player in the league, but I promise you. Everybody listens to UD like it's nothing. Why do you think he's still on the roster? Yeah, right. 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 years. He's a goon, and Pat Riley's scared of him. Listen, <laughs> it, it, you know, you know, it's it, it is. But, but what I'm saying is, the most the person that makes the most money is necessarily not the leader. I mean, right. you know, you can't you you have to want that role. And I think in the point of Shaq Thompson, he wants the role. He sat there last year and watched the Panthers culture. And secondly, he's a second-year guy on roster, just like Matt Rule is. You know, he's not one of the incumbents. But sometimes your vocal leader doesn't have to speak it. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have to be a, a pro bowler. You don't have to be a pro bowler to be the leader of the team. You don't. And and I, you you kind of spoke to the point I was going to make. You know, we all know there's different types of leadership, man. And, and Shaq mm-hmm. could be a, a leader by example. We, you know, sometimes you don't have to be the raw raw guy. Um, but I guess my point is that you know, with the Panthers, even we don't have like that grizzled vet to be that rah-rah guy. It's kind of like Shaq has to do this by default. Whatever type of leader he is, we, we don't have a choice. <laughs> he, he He's it. We have to throw him into the fire in that regard. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, hey, guys. Will Greer. So, Hi, guys. Will Greer. <laughs> l- listen, man. I'm going to try to be as fair as possible here, okay? Because people, people, people kind of say we trash the guy unfairly. So let me try to be fair. What I saw today from Will Greer, it kind of lets me know that the Panthers a didn't trust him, right? Or they did not trust the the guys who were in the game at that point blocking for him. To be fair, his stats were pretty pedestrian. There was a couple of plays where the offensive line kind of broke down. So with all that being said, man, I don't think today is a game where you can fairly judge Will Gurry. I really, really believe that. It's not like he had a bunch of weapons out there to throw to. The offensive line didn't look great when he was in the game. But at the same time, there were some scenarios where I was just like, I don't think they trust this guy to throw the ball. There was a couple of uh, uh, a series where there was it was four down territory and they ran the ball twice. I thought that was pretty telling. I mean, if, 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 I mean, 
when is the right time to judge him? It's, it's been what three, four years now. Yeah, <laughs> I was I mean, trying to be fair about today, man. <laughs> hey, man, look, we, look, we got to look, we got to be fair and give him a fair assessment at this point. At, it's been three or four years, and you don't trust this guy to throw the ball on third and fourth down. Does he make the roster? I know the rosters are expanded this season, but PJ Walker looked pretty good. Panthers have rolled with two QBs. A lot of teams do so that they can get another spot for more depth on you know more needed position. I, I kind of I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, you got to keep a third quarterback this year. You got to. Seventeen. You think so? I think, especially if your quarterback. I'm not sure if I'm correct, but Darnold hasn't said anything about the vaccination, has he? Nah. Not that not that we're aware of. So no. since he hasn't said it, unless the Panthers know, you have to count as a, as a a person that hasn't said anything about it. You might want to take that as a negative. So yeah, you, always, you always have to have enough backups everywhere. Um, and, I mean, here's the thing. Will Greer is going to be Will Greer. There's nothing more. He's a, he'll be, he's okay backup. We're not – you know, I mean, unless something happens, you're not asking him to start. P.J. Walker might look better because he moves around. You know, he has the, the swagger of a quarterback that can make plays, but he's still raw as everybody else in his roster. And Will's been there. I mean, he could. You just need somebody to hold a clipboard and hold the extra point when you score a touchdown. At this point, you're not asking him to jump on the field. I mean, honestly, what I would do is, man, I, I would honestly. I mean, it's, it's been three or four years, man. I haven't seen anything. Um, I move on from him, and I and I bring in a, a veteran, a veteran guy as that emergency third option. Um, I, I'm just at this point, I'm just not feeling Will Greer. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, about what, it. Hey, what Vince's guy? Where's Vince? <laughs> I think Vince was on the Will Greer campaign for a minute, man. Him and Skip Bayless. Right. Right. Oh man. Hey, man. Guess who's owned for this? Okay, guess who's owned for this summer? Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. There goes our playoff chances, man. Let's panic. It's, yeah. it's over. See why Fire. the Hornets are gonna play the regular season. Fire, fire, fire JB. It's his fault. Yeah, hey, exactly. look, look, Danny, I, Danny, I, I, I got an important question for you while we're transitioning to the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Will Jello Ball make this roster? If the start the season was starting tomorrow, no. You're a hater. Uh-huh. You're a hater. You just well, hate LeBron Ball. I think so in four games, I will give the, I'm one of the people that had I had mixed reservations about him being on summer league. We all after did. after we watching after watching four games, I'll say this. He's earned the right to be at training camp next mm-hmm. month in Charlotte. He, he, earned, he has earned the right. We agree. Of, of the twenty players that they're gonna send more likely to Charlotte for training camp. He deserves to be part of that 20. There are some things about his game that are that are really well. He's a very good catch and shoot guy. Catch and shoot, he, he's very good at it. He's not very good at creating off the dribble, but he does hustle. Mm-hmm. He does hustle. He doesn't have the foot speed of neither one of his two brothers. I think he gets a shot at training camp. I don't think he makes the roster because there's not enough guaranteed spots in the roster at the current moment. They already have 17, and Mitch has said they still have to cut down. I think he might, if he plays well in preseason, he'll be in Greensboro. I don't, I, I don't see a scenario unless he goes completely cold tomorrow, like I'm talking like 0 for 28 tomorrow, that he doesn't. <laughs> the coaches like him. He's a very coachable kid. Right. He's not right. in the locker room. 
you know, showing like I'm, I'm no, he's not that type of case. Very quiet. He works hard, and he's. I think he'll be in Greensboro, but I don't think he. I can't see him on this roster at the, at any point in time unless something goes down with COVID. Let, I don't think ask, he gets one of the two way spots either. Let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. With shooting being the premium in the league, can you afford to leave him out there so another team can pluck him? If you put Jello Ball in his roster right now, he's shooting, I think, 46, plus 40% in summer league. Right. But he hasn't shot against an NBA defense at all. Right. Right. That's the thing. When people say, oh, he's the best shooter in the roster, or he could be. Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges were 40% three-point shooters on NBA defenses last year. Terry Rozier hit 222 threes on NBA defenses last year. There is a complete difference. You, you, you mean from for you mean like NBA teams who actually game planned against these guys, you know, right? He, he right. had 222 threes in 70 games last year. That's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you're talking about guys that are doing this on a high level basis. PJ Washington hit th- almost 38% last year. Mm-hmm. For as, as frustrating as he's you know he's been the Hornets fans because of the up and downness of his career, his numbers were the same, but he shot almost forty, uh, almost thirty eight percent from three last year. Even Lamelo shot, you know, after a rough start, he got to almost thirty six percent. So for people saying Jello could walk in the door and be the best shooter on his roster, I don't see that at the current moment. I think he might be the fifth best shooter on this roster because we haven't seen him do it against NBA defenses. When you like you said to game plan that part, but I mean, I can see him. He deserves he deserves to be in training camp next month. He's I won agree. me over in that aspect. Um, I, I agree, man. Like, I, I think we have a lot of fans who are falling in love with the story. You know, the story of LeVar Ball getting all three of his sons in the NBA. People are really, really in love with that story, okay? Now, we have to keep in mind, man, these summer league games, these are glorified Dowd YMCA games, okay? There's a lot of young guys playing in the summer league, man. There's nobody's game planning against any particular player in the YMCA. You know, these guys are barely running offensive sets. Like this is not, this is games being played barely at a professional level. And I'm probably being generous when I say that. Now, as this relates to Jello ball, Jello ball can obviously shoot the ball. He is a, he is a really good shooter, but to Danny's point, man, we haven't seen what he can do against real competition. And I worry, and the thing that I have always worried about with Jello Ball as far as his game goes is that he can really shoot the ball, but what else have we seen from him? Again, you get does it look like he can guard anybody? It, do you want Jello Ball guarding any wing players if he's getting rotation minutes? Yes, I'll tell you why, because somebody told me that he was a great perimeter defender. No, he said he can defend his ass off. That somebody said he can. <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah, we, we really heard that today. What? Yeah, we, yeah somebody yeah. really said that today, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Is that the LaMelo Ball, my player character? I mean, the Ball, my player character? Was that what I, it, it was? It, it might have been Jello's cousin, but you, YouTube logic aside, um, I haven't seen anything that lets me know that he can do anything else on the NBA level, man. I get it. Shooting is a premium, but is it so much of a premium that you take away a roster spot 
that somebody else deserves. Somebody like a Jaden McDaniels. You get what I'm saying? Uh, do you take a roster spot from Cody Martin, who at least has proven he can defend on an NBA level? So that's my question, man. Don't don't take away a roster spot because we're in love with the story. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot gotcha, of sense. Gotcha, gotcha. So guys, I mean, so guys, what, what what do you think about that? Um, I think. A lot of these things can be two things can be true at the same time. I think Bella Ball will end up in the NBA somewhere and he'll have a solid career. Shooters never go out of style, especially in today's NBA. He'll develop an NBA shot, he'll be fine. The question is, will he do that with the Charlotte Hornets? And I don't know about that. I think, yeah, he'll certainly go to training camp and I think he'll probably make the, the swarm roster. Whether he gets called up or not, He's got a lot more he's got to learn. I, I look at it like like Seth Curry. You know, Seth Curry, I guarantee Seth Curry at 12 years old could shoot better than Joe <laughs> now. I, I can guarantee that. But Seth Curry, despite being a great shooter, he couldn't even make the Golden State rock that the team his brother was on. He went from team to team to team before finally he carved out a niche, his own niche in the NBA. And now right. he's a solid NBA starter who is probably – I'm not going to say he's a better shooter than Steph Curry, but, I mean, you don't leave Steph Curry open. You don't leave him open. You always got a guy in his face. So it might take a while for Jello to do the same thing. I know Hornets fans, because we love LaMelo Ball and we want to see him happy, like you said, we get we fall in love with that narrative. We really want Jello to make this team so we can see him play along with his brother. And while that would be great, that may not be the best thing for the team right now. So, um I wouldn't be mad at the Hornets if he if he got a roster spot um, like over Cody Martin. Uh, not personally, but I, I personally think Mart, what Martin brings, the impact on his game, uh, on the game. When, when Cody Martin comes in, you can tell that there's a difference in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Jello Ball can replicate that offensively, then then by all means. But I'm not, I'm not you, certain it's in the cards. You tell what it sounds like you guys are haters. And the Natsis onto Pacumbo. Uh, if he can make it, why not Jello? Right, 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 man. But, right. Hey, but, right, hey, but Rodney, real quick, if we're haters, our, our good friend, Mr. Jerry Valencard, is the biggest hater because he said he's not an NBA player, period. So <laughs> we're in good company if, if that's the case. I'm gonna leave that alone, man, because I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get fired up on YouTube. No, I, I, I think it's a discussion that can be made. So the question I, I see with Jello on this roster, I think with the team adding Kelly Oubre and adding Wesson Wandu in the offseason. We forget, forget we forget about him. People forget about Wesson Wandu being on this roster in a guaranteed roster spot because he's got a guaranteed contract. Yeah, Charlotte has 15 guaranteed roster spots right now with contracts, and McDaniels and Cody Martin have unguaranteed contracts right now. So that's 17. They already have. I, I think Cody Martin's deadline is today. I think in like an hour or something like that. So I think it's today. I think McDaniels is sometime next week. Mm-hmm. So the question is: so you have to have 15. If you have 17, somebody's roster spot won't be there. Right. Whether it be Vernon Carey, whether it be Nick Richards at this point, because JT Thor's already signed his deal, he's supposed to be on the roster. They brought Kai Jones and they have Book Knight on the roster already. I'll so take JT over. Thor's on the roster too. Thor, Thor, Thor has a contract for this year. He signed, he signed a two year deal. He's on the roster. Wow. 
So the question is, you can probably keep those guys, but some of those guys will end up in Greensboro. I, right. I honestly think that Thor will be down there sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't two-way him because they've already two-wayed Scotty Lewis, and they've already uh, two-wayed the, uh, Arnie, from the kid from Lithuania, who can shoot the basketball. Now, if, if, if you really... We, why is nobody talking about him? We're talking about because him. because no, he's not Jello. Because he's not Jello, man. See what they you know what you know what if Michael because they don't have here, a big Kaboka brand. That's why. Right. <laughs> Listen, well, you know, Arnie did make the comment the other day about about being selfish in summer league. I kind of looked like, Oof. you know, players players are selfish in summer league because they're trying to shine. This is th- for the uh, this is third summer league. This is Arnie's third summer league. I mean, was he lying? <laughs> he wasn't lying, but I had never heard a player mention that in Summer League. That's one thing I've noticed about Summer League, and I think a lot of people don't take into account. There's not much team basketball being played because guys are trying to, they're trying to get theirs. There were times, nope. there was one time, I, I think it was Scotty Lewis. No, it was Carlton. Somebody. Uh, might have been the first or second game. He was on okay. a fast break. Kai Jones streaking. So, you know what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm like, oh, it's not the Throw it up. Nope. Nope. He, I mean, easiest alley-oop you could ever throw. Nope. He took it to the basket, got fouled, and missed the shot. Now, he hit the free throws, but I'm thinking in a in a real game, coaches got that up. Yeah, J- JB like, hey, J- 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 is going to the hook right then and there. Ish right. coming right back in the game. Or Melo's hey, back in the game. Hey, man. Hey, real quick, man. God bless Xavier Sneed. I hope he makes the NBA roster. But I have not seen that dude pass the ball at any point during the summer league, dude. Every time he's gotten a ball, it's went over. Listen, Xavier Sneed, for those who play 2K, is playing my player, and he's hitting the Y button, asking for the ball every possession. And at the top of the screen, you're seeing uh, – Yeah, clapping for the ball too much. Yeah, you're, you're, losing, you're, you're losing your grade because of that. But Xavier's been, part, Xavier's been part of the system. He's been in Greensboro with the team. He wants to stand out. But the wing position – it's Loaded. funny. We, talk, we talked about how last year we had no wings. Charlotte has wings everywhere, and so that's why I don't think Jello Ball will make that twelve, the, the fifteen man roster. There's too many wings. They, like I said, they got to figure out what to do with Carrie and Richards. Some, and then they got to they, they got to figure out. I know Carrie Richards. <laughs> you can't, they know. can't go back to college. They can't pull a J.R. Smith. They can't go to college. You sure they can't? They might need to. No, I. I there's some things in summer league that were interesting. Um, I'll yeah. let you guys talk about that, but there have been some things I saw in the first four games, and then we still got one more tomorrow. So, yeah, Look, I, I want to talk about somebody who's kind of impressed me, uh, Loki. I, I really like Scotty Lewis, man. I really so, like him, except for throwing the ball to the other damn team yesterday. Look, look, outside it's, outside it's, of that, are you really? Here's the thing: league. Are we putting up championship bears for summer league at this point? No, like, exactly. are, we, are, are, are we worried about winning? Yeah, I, I'd rather him make that mistake in summer league than in regular season. So, so he makes that mistake in summer league, and you know that everyone's talked about it. The coaches, the team, everyone's talked about it. He's not going to forget that when it comes to a real game. He's going to remember. And, and, and it could be worse. It's not like he was making twenty four million dollars and did it in the regular was, season game. So. Say, Nick Batum did that same thing in Miami. <laughs> Let that man go. Never forget. Now y'all bring this up because I have a question for you guys. You guys are Hornets fans. You guys are part of the, the you know the culture in Charlotte. Okay, he's gone. Nick Batum's been gone for 12 months now. Can we just let this man go? At some point. At no, some point, but no, not right now. I, I, Why? I, 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 he's out of sight, out of mind for me. 
We still pay him eighteen million dollars. Okay, here's why you pay eighteen million because no, y'all, the Hornets, did not want to keep this man on the roster. If they would have reason. No, because they wanted Gordon Hayward. We want to go. That was the only way we could get That's Gordon. That's the only Hayward. why you got rid of Nick Batum. Because here's the real problem answer. If but if you had kept Batum one more year, no, all of it comes off the books. Everything comes off the books. Yeah, but, but we, Dan, don't, Danny, we don't get Gordon Hayward. Dan, Danny, Danny, point. Danny, listen. You you are speaking very sensibly, and you're speaking with logic, and everything you're saying is accurate. But one thing you're not taking into consideration is our blood pressure. Our, our health listen, could not take was, any more Nick Platoon. I was there in summer league the day that the <laughs> phone call went to Jordan and Rich Cho sitting behind Jordan at summer league when about going to get Nicholas Platoon. I was there that day. No, no, we were fine at that point. But, but what I'm saying is I was good with them signing with giving Nick Batum the hundred million their eighty million and hundred million dollar contract. I was actually fine with that. Nick Batum had played good in Portland. He had played great for the Hornets the season before, 15, 6, and 6. I mean, that, that was – and we mm-hmm. felt like he was going to be the Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he did get – to be fair, he got injured the very next season, hurt his elbow. But then he came out and dropped 40 points against LeBron James, and we thought, okay, all right, here's our guy. And he was never that good again. But <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the okay, before he walked into Charlotte, here's my question. How many of y'all watched him play in Portland? Okay, a few games. So, as you all know, Nick Batum has one really, really good game every five games. (laughs) So, in the course of the the constitute of an NBA season, if you have an outstanding game one at every four to five, and you are okay, the decent to negative the other four games, it all balances out. Every Every Portland fan knew that when he got the deal. They're just like, oh, okay, you guys want to give him that? All right, by all means, my I, I don't have my medicine on me, so let's move on. Let's go back to some of the league. Hey, 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 Jamal, you want you want you want to see your head explode? Yeah, go, uh, what's what you got, bro? Game winning block. <laughs> Let, let's let's move on to summer league. Let's, let's go back the, to summer league. Back to the Scotty Olympics. Lewis, really? Olympics, man. Yeah, yeah. Scotty Lewis, so back, Scotty so back Lewis. to summer league. Hey, as long as Batum didn't get that gold. I'm fine. If he won't go medal, then I would have. Listen, would it hurt more so if you block Miles Bridges at the, at the rim without hurt? It would hurt way more, actually. Yeah, a- absolutely, yes, sir. Back to Scotty <laughs> Lewis. Um, he didn't block I, Miles Bridges. At, no, that's that. I, I'll eat my Steve Smith jersey if the Nick Batum. I got to obey the house. You want some? That's for real. Okay, we we've gone off the rails. Uh, back to Scotty Lewis. Um, I, I like Scotty Lewis. Scotty Lewis has a really interesting story, man. He's overcome a lot in his life. Um, I kind of, that, that kind of shows itself on the court, but he plays hard. He, he I, his motor is a little higher than I did, than, than, than advertised. I like the way he plays defense, man. You know, I like the fact that he got completely yammed on. I mean, he got postered and he, and then he goes on a personal seven, no run. Like, I kind of like that man. He he shows some guile. He shows some guts, man. That's the kind of guy you need on on, on everyone needs on their roster. Yeah, he, he he even got he even got the Deshaun Kent pointed on him, man. But I, I like the kind of I like I like that competitive fire Scotty Lewis has, man. I, hey, I hope he they can make the roster. Say it again. They're not giving out texts for pointing when you dunk on people. These the summer league refs don't care. They yeah, that's, like, what, that's what I'm saying. People summer league, no one gives a shit. The refs don't thousand. care. Nobody cares. <laughs> You know what? To Scott, you know, I had a chance to talk to Scotty um, before we started training, uh, before we started in summer league, and you mentioned Jamal mentioned the story. The kid was homeless. 
you know, and he's not homeless. Just I mean, homeless is homeless, but homeless in New York City is completely yeah. different in most yeah. places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the questions I think I think either myself or somebody had a chance to ask him about his motivation, and he says he, growing up where he come from, he doesn't want to go back. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to go back to where he comes from. That's why he says he has, because he's drafted, he feels as though his obligation is to make the Hornets look completely smart by drafting him and taking the chance on him. You know, any kid, any kid with that background, that story, and he worked himself into Florida. Um, when I watched him in Florida, he reminded me a lot of Cody Martin and a lot of the Martin. Basically, he's kind of like a combination of both of the Martin twins. But he can you know, shoot he, better. <laughs> well, no, if you put Mar- if you put Cody and Caleb in the same body, yeah, NBA yeah, player. I think that's how you bring Scotty Lewis into the equation. I figured if he was going to have a good summer league, I don't think Cody Martin's being brought back. You know, and because he does a lot of the same things as Cody Martin, he does a lot of some of the things the same as is is Caleb Martin. I think Lewis is re- he's one of those guys as a glue guy, he's a hustle guy. I think honestly, he might even take a Wandu spot on the roster if he's been given the opportunity. Oh wow, wow! You know, because there's I, I've covered West from the very beginning. West is one of my he's a great kid, very very great kid, very smart, but West can't shoot. Mm-hmm. If you think frustrating is shooting at what frustrating and Wesley Wandu jump shots go together like Obey and Crab Legs. <laughs> it is bad. <laughs> I mean, it is but he plays defense, but his shooting is flat out bad. Mm. I mean, it, like I said, it I think Sky good. Lewis is a good chance of making this roster. I think I don't know how Charles gonna finagle the cap. I mean, a Wandu's contract, I think, is the minimum. Like um, two million, a million or two. I, th- I think it's the minimum. I think it's like one point, like one five. Okay. Um, I think it's the same number right around Cody Martin, the same number as Jalen Daniels. It's nothing extreme. Um, but I think if Scotty has a good game tomorrow, oh. yep, I know. I- I'm talking too much about the city of Charlotte, especially the Panthers. I think my my webcam was like, don't hey, do hey, hey, no. Hey. But um, I think if Scotty has a good game tomorrow, I think he has a good spot, a good game, a good time in training camp next month. I can see Scotty on that 15 man roster, honestly, right. over mm-hmm. a lot of the other guys. Yourself. So, guys, man, look, it's time to talk about the lottery picks. I mean, the lottery pick and the first round pick. I want to start with Kai Jones. Is he NBA ready today or is this a project? I mean, me. because some people are under the impression that he's, he's ready to come in and, and immediately contribute. Um, I don't think so. Not yet. However, I am very, very high on this young man. I'm very, very high on his potential. <clears throat> but the one thing that lets me know that he is not ready for the NBA game is his decision making is terrible sometimes, man. Like I, 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 I sent out a tweet yesterday and I said, if I had to take a shot for how many times I said, give up the ball, Kai, I'd be drunk. I'd be drunk on my ass. Like it. Somebody has to let him know that they we we're gonna have guards and point guards that are gonna make his job easier. He forces his shots way too much for Malaka for him to be a big. You know what I mean? He he, he tries to do way too much on the court. His basketball IQ is not where you want it to be right now, but that's okay because he's he's, he's 18 years old. You know what I mean? But on the flip side, man, his athleticism and his 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 motor. Um, his shot blocking ability, his ability to get to the rim. I mean, all of that is just, it. He jumps off the screen at you with his talent. But 
I Hornets fans have to be very, very patient with him because he's very raw and he's going to need a lot of coaching. So I don't expect him to make a huge contribution this upcoming season. But going forward in the next, I don't know, hopefully five to ten years, I hope we see a lot of LaMelo Ball to Kai Jones alley-oops, man, because that, that, he has a chance to be special, man, but he's going to need some coaching. I, I think about this when I go to sleep. I think about a fast break. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll say a three-on-one with, with LaMelo running the break, and then you got Kai Jones streaking down the right side and Miles Bridges on the left side, or maybe opposite since Miles Bridges is left-handed. And then just LaMelo Ball just – Having a logic loop, he doesn't know who to throw, so he just throws it up. <laughs> and then Kai Jones and Miles Bridges collide in midair, and the world explodes because that's what's going to happen when you. If and, you die like and, and, Air, and Eric Collins has a heart attack yeah, on dude, camera. Eric Collins is going to die on air. Kai <laughs> <laughs> Jones and Miles Bridges on a fast break at the same time. He won't know what to do. Kai, 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 Kai. Stay ready. I think it depends on what what is expected out of him in the NBA. If we think he's going to come in and be the answers to the, the Hornets' interior offense and defense problems, no, he's not He's not near ready. Um, if you want him to come in and be Kai Jones, yeah, then he's absolutely ready. Hey, you need to come in, run the floor, and use your natural talents on offense and defense. Um, and then, like you said, let, let everyone else on the team make it easier for you. I think he can definitely come in and contribute. Having said that, Mason Plumlee will be the day one starter, and he should be the day one starter. And Kai Jones is gonna he's gonna learn. He's gonna he's going to get there. Just not quite I, I, I don't think the Hornets are in a position to where they want their young guys to just come in and be able to freely make mistakes to learn from them. They're gonna try and win games. James Bregel just signed a deal. He wants he wants to win games, and he's not going to be willing to lose games because Kai Jones wants to hold the ball in the post for five seconds. So we, we know what's going to happen. So as soon as Kai Jones has this amazing dunk and he doesn't play 38 minutes uh, the next game, it's going to be fire James Borrego again. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no, yeah, it's definitely going to be. It's going to be. If, if Jello doesn't make the team, it's going to be fire James <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah. In fact, I think JB. He's but we digress. To all of this, he he got his money. He just signed his deal. He got the fresh lineup today. Probably, I know you're gonna see him. He's gonna be looking all cut up, you know, for the Bulls game. He's not even worried about that. He, he's gonna do what is best for the team. I I, I trust him when it comes to Kai Jones. Let me, let me look before before Danny answers this question. Let me ask you a question: Does Kai Jones, and uh, within the depth chart, is he over? Uh, the two uh, big man rookie we had last year, he should be. I, I, I'm going to leave it very short. He should be. Cause I'd rather see him out there than Carrier Richards. I'll just put okay. It okay, Danny, you go ahead, man. I think Jones. I think he's exceeded what people thought of him from the beginning. Um, I think it is a project with him, but I think this is a, a much more enjoyable project than what we saw with Carrier Richards last year. Absolutely. I think it's way more enjoyable. Or, um, or, or, or teaching Biz how to catch the ball. Listen, Biz is good. Here's the thing. People hate Biz McBiombo, but he served a purpose. He did. Okay. If you if you combine Cody and Biz together, you have an all-star it's a, center. It's, it's a pretty good center, right? <laughs> yeah, you have, you have an upper echelon center in the Eastern Conference. They need to do the Dragon Ball Z merge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think with Kai Jones – 
I think this is much more of a project that is much more workable than Carrie and Richards. And the reason why I think that is, besides the fact that this guy can jump out of the gym, one thing he kind of does a little different than Richards is that if he gets beaten off the dribble, Jones has the athleticism to go get the guy at the rim. Right. You know, right. Nick Richards is a much more of a pure shot blocker. Jones is much more of an athletic shot blocker, so it kind of it's a little bit different. Um, I think Jones is in the rotation to start the year. Um, I think he's ahead of both of them, Kerry and Richards, as we get in the training camp. Yeah, Vernon and Nick are, are, are veterans, but they didn't do much. I mean, they did okay in, in the G League. They haven't really stood out in Summer League. I mean, Kerry had the one good game in Game 3, um, and Richards has been okay. But if they were rookies playing like this in Summer League, I'd be okay. But they're second-year guys playing like this right. in Summer League, which kind of has me with the red – kind of with the – I want to throw the red flag on the field at this point. But. And, 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 Danny, don't you think it's pretty telling that both of them are still playing in the Summer League at this point? Like, because mm. usually if they're mm. ready, they don't play the third or fourth mm. game. Am I off mm. when I that? – No, not really, because I think because a lot of second-year guys – because last year was so bad on the rookies because they didn't have a summer league. They didn't have really, there was no practice time last year. There wasn't time to develop. And the G league season was just a bubble for like a month. They didn't have a full season in Greensboro or any of the G league locations. So I consider the first year a throwaway to me. This That's is like, this is year 1.5, you know, for a lot of rookies. Cause Tyrese Maxey, you go, go look at Maxey in Philadelphia. I mean, he's playing at a whole different Patrick Williams in Chicago. Right. Uh, you know, not a native. Yeah, you know, you, you look. Somebody had posted in one of my in one of my sports rooms. You know that Tyrese Maxey is the most impressive player in summer league, and he's a Sixers fan. I'm like, well, pump the brakes a bit. Um, but what they said, so who do you find impressive? I was like, well, you have to break it down three different ways. You have to look at impressive from the rookie side, mm-hmm. impressive for the second year guy side, and then impressive for your Kenneth Farids and Michael Beasley's and Antonio Blakely's who were. Why are they in the Why are they playing in the summer league? <laughs> the Blazers hired damn ringers. That's what they tried to do, trying to win summer league. <laughs> it's crazy. The Blazers were favored to beat everybody, and they lost like thirty points, but to the, the the Pacers. But they went goddamn ringers. That's what they did. <laughs> but, that is, awesome. that is hilarious. But I mean, <laughs> but I think if you look at the case of Kai Jones, when Takazo was talking about his dream of uh, of Miles and uh, running the break, actually, I posted on Twitter a week ago that. If you think about this, just down the road, Charlotte might have the scariest fast break situation you're going to have in the league. Because if you have Lamelo grabbing a rebound, and you know we know what, what Melo does when he grabs that rebound. It he is goes. straight. He looks straight, straight down. Yeah, it's straight turbo on two K for him getting down the court. <laughs> Can you imagine a fast break situation where you have Miles Bridges on one side, Kelly Oubre on the other side? Because he didn't mention Kelly Oubre at all, and Oubre can jump out the gym. And, 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 and we should and we should mention we should mention Kelly Oubre because he dunked on us seven times in one quarter last season. So we should be mentioning. I'm surprised neither one of y'all, none of the three of y'all mentioned that until now. And but, I, yeah. I, things I want to forget. Right. But think about right. that. You have, you have Melo having those two on the wings and Kai Jones as the trailer. Like, what do you do in that situation? And then you got right. shooters on the on the outside. Well, let me tell you, it's just a fast break. If you just yeah. have those guys running, because Jones can out can run just as fast as Bridges, just as fast as Oubre. I don't know if you can keep it with Melo, but if he's if he's your trailer, like if you're if like if you're the guy stuck, triple alley oop in NBA history. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, we're talking NBA Jam where you, you yeah. pass to the first guy, then you, you know, to triple dunk, and next to you, he's on fire in, in the Spectrum Center. And the Spectrum Center literally goes on fire because yeah, that's and, and, and Eric Collins is being carried out on a stretcher. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, the building's on fire because Eric Eric combusted on air and caused fire everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this man's gonna have a coronary for the season's over. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Finally, I, I want to talk about James Book Night. How impressed have you been with him during this this, this, this summer league? I'll I'll go first, man. Um, I it's it's what I expected to tell you the truth, man. I'm you know again I've seen a lot of this young man. Um, he's exactly <laughs> what I thought he'd be. Uh, you know, uh, guy can good ball handler, man, decent shooter, man. I I think his game is made for the pro level. You know what I mean? Like he's the type of guy. Well, if you looked at him in college, man, you can't really get a proper gauge of how good he can really be. Now, with that being said, man, you know, there's still the same concerns I had with him coming into the season as far as like some of the turnovers. I don't like the fact that he kind of sulks when he when he turns the ball over or he or he kind of stops playing if he feels like he's getting fouled. Some of those little young player maturity issues are, are still kind of showing itself a little bit, man. But overall, I'm not worried about James Booknight, man. His game is ready-made for the pros. I think he – I think in year one, he is already a really good replacement for Malik Monk. In year one, I think he's already ready to be that. So, I I, I really like what I see so far from Booknight, but it was expected. Yeah, especially considering uh, during summer league, he's had to be primary ball handler a lot of the time. Right. Something that – he probably that is a role he probably won't have to take on all too often, um, you know, in, in actual games. To to your point, Kaza, I think him playing along with Ish Smith is really going to help yeah. him out, man. Mm-hmm. I do. I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we talk. We're talking about Book Night enough, honestly. I mean, mainly because Yellow Ball. That's not Yellow Ball's fault, or that's everyone else's fault, honestly, because Book Night is. You know, he's clearly the best player on the summer league roster. Um, yeah, I know that when he went up against uh, Mitchell, you know, it, he, he had an off game. But, you know, like we said, it, it, well, I mean, I mean, he did. He got he got locked up. But like that we wasn't said, off. That man got completely shut I, down. Shut down. It was, it was, to, to be so fair, okay. everybody has had an off game against Mitchell. That's why they call him off game. Here's the thing. We've said, like we said before, summer league is like these like glorified gym runs with NBA rules. That might that situation might would be different in an actual game where he's getting better defensive, uh, where he's getting better offensive help. Um He's not going to be a situation where Book Knight is just sitting there as the one on one with the guy. He just gets to come up and clamp him down, and he's got to make the shot. That that's that's not going to happen all that often. So I didn't put too much stock into uh, that. I think he like he's, I do agree that I think he's better uh, coming out of summer league as a first year guy than Malik Monk was. Now Malik Monk did not participate in summer league. His first two seasons, much to the chagrin of a lot of fans, uh, me included, I kind of felt like that was something Monk needed to do. And he, <clears throat> we don't, we'll never know if if that was a detriment to his career or not. But I feel like uh, with Book Night, it, it has been um, um, instrumental into him moving into the NBA. Now, you know, players. One one of the good things about summer league, as much as I shit on it. 
Um, it, it does help players get acclimated to the pace and the rules of the NBA game. You know, you're no longer playing two 20-minute halves. You're now playing four 12-minute quarters. There's, there's a big difference in that extra eight minutes uh, per game. Uh, so I think this this bodes well for Book Knight, and I'm excited to see him in an actual NBA uniform. I think one thing that he has done to impress me is his playmaking. Right. It's something we didn't see at UConn. You know, to Jamal's point, he's you no know, watches a lot of, of him play in college. UConn just wanted him to score. They wanted him to get the buckets because nobody else in that roster could do it. And he's mentioned even in pre-draft, he mentioned it on draft night, he mentioned it was summer league started. The one thing that he said he had to show people is that he can make plays. You know, he can he can he can create for others, not only himself. The first two games he kind of struggled with it. That third game, he was great. I mean, eight assists, no turnovers in game three. Right. And in summer league, you're gonna have those moments. Like you said, you're gonna have those moments where it's sloppy. But I think he's shown to the Hornets brass that he can handle the ball. Now, am I ask him to handle the ball in September, October? He's not even considered the third point guard at this point. Okay, right. we have to have, he, and he shouldn't be. Let's be clear, he shouldn't be. But the thing is, you want to be able to to know that the kid can make the right basketball play. Right. And I will say this: as we look back on summer league, I want to know where was Joel Berry this entire time when Nate Darling was out. I, I, no one said anything about this. I haven't seen not hide nor a hair of Joel Berry. I, I don't know where he was, but they put Book Knight in a situation where he had to be the point guard because Grant Riller um, has Ooh, boy. has Porto. Porto. has basic. Well, his contract wasn't picked up. I think we're seeing why now. <laughs> his contract was not picked up right before summer league started. Him or Darling's contract, but. Charlotte had no point guards on this roster. I think me, me, and, me and Rodney had talked about this on text one day. Like, where are the point guards? And, 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 that, and that to me is why you've seen some of, like, sloppy the, the, the rough starts coming out. Mm-hmm. There, there's no pace setter. And, and, and I, I think that you would see a better Kai Jones with an actual point guard on the roster to kind of help. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him and Ish Smith together. Because <laughs> if, if anybody can get a guy ready for this moment, I think – I mean, no offense to LaMelo, but LaMelo's a year number two. Mm-hmm. Ish, Ish Smith has played for half the teams in the NBA at this point. <laughs> he's not lying. <laughs> I think I think he's on I think he's on team 15 12. right now. I think, 12. I think he is 12. 12 or 15. 12 or 13. 12. It's, it's one of them. I think he's been in the league 12 years, I think, but he's played for like 15 teams, I think it is. Mm. You know, and when you look at and Ish has played with some good bigs. He's played solid minutes. He's been that role guy, but I think and just imagine working with him in the pick and roll in practice to get the spots. Um, but I don't know. Uh, we got one more game. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to see tomorrow night. And the, the confusing part is the Hornets are playing the same time as the championship game tomorrow night, which is the weirdly most stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, why would you take eyes away from the – I'm just leaving. Listen, I don't get it. The summer league championship game is nine o'clock tomorrow. The Hornets play at ten. <laughs> What's the last place game? <laughs> I don't right, know. right. Well, you know what? This is this is not as bad as Orlando summer league. Orlando summer league used to be the worst because the Horn because the the championship game was at twelve, and then they have the they have the the fifth place game, the seventh place game, and then the third place game after later. Like, who cares? Like, at who that cares? Like, like, yeah, he, Summer League is over. Why are we still playing? Yeah. <laughs> Technically, why is the championship game before everybody else? Because I'm sorry, after that, after a week of Summer League, like, you are just like, you are just like, 
your ability to watch bad basketball, the the, the yeah. immunity of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it you look, don't think the are bad. Watch some of these other teams in summer league. Man, look, I, woof. I, I literally like the the last two games, man. Like, I literally wanted to change the channel. But <laughs> I'm like, yo, this this is just terrible basketball, man. I I it's 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 hard to watch, man. It's very hard to watch. But uh, no, what are you talking about? The Hornets group told me. They told me. That summer league is important. It's important. Like, this is this will affect our playoff chances. What are you talking I mean, about, Rodney? Listen, so Rodney, what's worse, Hornets summer league or Panthers or Panther or Panther football in general? Which one's worse to you? No, I, don't do that. I, I, I'm not answering that question because you asked it. If anybody else asked that question, I'll answer. Not for you. Know you I'm, I'm going to go in the group. I'm going to go into the group and ask that question because <laughs> I think it's pretty valid. We're we're admin, so we can delete you. So <laughs> any question you ask, look, 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 and then we'll flag the whole group of fans. Post spam. approval for Danny. Danny has post approval. So anything he posts has to be approved at this point. No, I'm 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 gonna flag the whole group for spam. <laughs> man, look, man, I, look, I, honestly, man, like I don't know, man. Look, Panthers, Panthers football last year was rough, bro. <laughs> It was man. I've erased that season from my mind. It's you know what, here's, here's the thing: at least you guys were not subjected to watching the Ravens and Saints last night to play scoreless football for almost twenty minutes last night. That's that was an awful game. I turned it off. It okay. I'm sorry. Justin Tucker got a field goal before I, before my wife and I went. We left because we weren't staying for this foolishness. Because Lamar Jackson was in chain was in gold was in gold chains and a black t shirt. <laughs> All right. All right. Because my wife is like, because like, you, you walk through downtown Baltimore, all you see is either Lamar Jackson jerseys or Justin Tucker jerseys. That's all right. you see in downtown all Baltimore. Three. The quarterback and the kicker. That's, that's, that's No, but that's, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm, I don't see, I've never walked in Charlotte and saw John Casey jerseys everywhere. You never will, know. buddy. No. I know people had them. Not after the 2004 Super Bowl, you won't. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, that's the best <laughs> career. But what I'm saying is, no. But I, you go through downtown Baltimore. I mean, I don't count Ray Lewis jerseys because you know Ray's a different. Ray's right. completely different. Ray's player. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you talk about current day players. You go in through all you see is Lamar Jackson. I'm like, okay. Then I saw a whole group of like 12 people with Justin Tucker jerseys, and they and they were and their complexions the same as ours. Whoa. He must he must be from an area or something, man. I. That's, 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 that's probably East Baltimore. That's East Listen, Baltimore. But they, they were our complexion wearing Justin Tucker jerseys. I mean, okay. the, maybe the jerseys on sale at Coles or something. Yeah, they, 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 Tucker the plug. Nah, they, they were the authentic joints. Like they had the oh, stitching yeah. and everything. Oh wow! So, <laughs> I can't explain that, one, buddy. So you're going there and like you you know you're seeing the nobodies play. Um, you know Taysom Hill was terrible last night. That's good um, to hear. Well, here's the thing: the inner the, the so the first series of the game. They got down the field, and Callaway had caught three passes. Two of them, one was on Marcus Peters, the other one was on Humphrey, on great routes. I'm like, uh oh, Hill's getting out of the field. And then I was telling my, okay, so I'm explaining to her the red zone. I said, when you get inside the 20 yard line, most times teams score, Murray fumbles, <laughs> and then hands it right back to Baltimore. McSorley couldn't throw. McSorley looked worse than Will Greer, like he was literally just throwing the ball to anybody, everybody, but his own team. <laughs> so after about five punts, um, the Hill throws an unexcusable interception where he overthrows a guy the Madden style where you throw the bullet pass when the guy's wide open or out route and it just literally just sails into the hands of the computer. 
and you're pissed at your screen, that's what Taysom Hill's interception was. He would have had a third, a second interception if the guy didn't drop it. Mm. So, but 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 but, but Troy Aikman said T- Taysom was the future. No, um, I, I think Jameis Jameis the interception last night on Jameis wasn't his fault because the ball was tipped and then it ended up in another player's hands. But Jameis didn't look that bad. He didn't look that bad, but. Man, that was some rough football. Trace McSorley and Taysom Hill playing to a scoreless tie through 16 minutes of football. There wasn't enough shots in that place for me to take, but I'm not paying 18. I want to ask you guys a question. I want to ask you guys a quick question. The Ravens have won 18 straight preseason games. Is that important? No. Because during that streak, how many Super Bowls did they win? All right, case closed. No, during the streak. (laughs) Not not at all, but how many during the streak? Zero. They haven't won since twelve. I think twenty twelve. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, I got, I got a quick, I got a quick yes or no question for everybody. Are you getting a new Madden or not? You know, last year was the first time in like twenty five years that I skipped out on Madden. That's I've got. I've played every Madden. Even when when I was playing two K, I was playing Madden at the same time. Last year I skipped out because EA said that they they weren't making these big sweeping changes to franchise mode, which is the mode that I mainly play. Right, I do play right. some Madden Ultimate Team, and I do play some online, but for the most part, I'm a franchise mode player, and I still think NFL 2K5 had the best franchise mode of any game ever. Like, like the, the amount of granularity and depth in that game has not been matched. So last year, when Madden said that they weren't making any change to franchise mode, I literally didn't buy it, and I didn't miss it. But this year looks pretty decent. Promising. They've made some changes to franchise mode. You can actually hire assistant coaches and training staff. Mm. Um, so I might give my $60. Let me give you my answer. I have not been blessed like Daniel has been blessed with a new system. So I, I, I ain't buying nothing. Yeah. Shut up. So I ain't <laughs> buying nothing. I ain't buying nothing until I get a new system at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm checked out. I'm checked out. Candace, can you hear me? Look, I'm checked out, boo. <laughs> uh, I've had the game since Thursday, so I don't know what more to say. Than this guy, I don't know what to talk to you. you a- listen, you asked the question. <laughs> I just I I've had the game since Thursday. All right, I had, I, I had, I've been playing since Friday. Um, I, didn't I just, play much- I, I just want to announce that I'm going to open a GoFundMe because I need a new LG C1 TV. So if anybody wants to, um, you know, can you, give me, can, you, cost, can you grab me one too? I got I you, mean, man. I got- no, but um, I'll say this. Madden's much more the bad part about it is Madden's much more enjoyable on next gen. Okay. Um okay. and reason being is that the graphical updates make the game better and then the presentation even, even without a fancy TV. It does. You can tell the difference because well, there's different you, animations actually on the next because game. I'll say this my wife and my mother were watching the, they were in the living room and I was playing and they was like, Oh, so football's on. Oh, this is a game on. <laughs> yeah, it was like a football's on. Because I had I had the broadcast camera on and everything, so I had the broadcast camera angle. So like you're watching a real game, and she Ooh. goes, "Are the Panthers are playing right now?" Because I'm playing Panthers and Falcons. Yeah, my they're playing right now. And then when she's she's like, "That person don't look real in the crowd," because I'm like, "No, mom, it's not. It's just, it's a video." <laughs> you had me confused, but no. Um, with the AWS part of Madden um, on Next Gen, where they have the Next Gen stats, because they actually throw Next Gen stats in the middle of the game. Nice. So you can see where the balls are throwing or the speed of the players or X, Y, and Z. When you're playing Lamar Jackson, you just get like a 20-yard gain and say, oh, Lamar was going at 17, 20 miles an hour on this wow. on this run. 
Wow. It's like watching a real game. And to Kaza's point, to answer your question, Kaza, about franchise mode, it is ex- it's exponentially better this okay. year than it was last year. Good to so hear. You're, as a franchise player like myself, it's it's actually worth it for the franchise. Um, that's the only thing I play. Uh, I, I don't play. I can't I play, play Ultimate Team. Yeah, I don't and I don't. And I only play online with people I know because I it's just too much frustration or irritation. <laughs> but, um, no, but ne- if you have next gen, it's well worth the, the purchase. Um, I'm not saying it's the best Madden in ten years because Madden says that about every Madden in the last ten years. That's right. the best game going, but they made enough improvements to be worth a purchase this year, especially if you didn't play last year. But, so, Kaiser, so, so we got to go to Danny's house and, 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 and take some stuff to, to, to play, okay? You can play at my house. Have y'all seen my PC? No. no you, 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 you updated it? No, nobody plays PC. Uh, <laughs> You'd no. be surprised. People, people Kaiser, did, did Madden get PC this year? I'm not sure if they got it this year. They might not have gotten next gen this year. So this is my, my liquid cooled monster right here. Um, you are such a dork, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, You're I'm such a that. hater up there. Yeah, I, I, I say this lovingly, man. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but still, we can still go steal Danny's Xbox. I'm, I'm game with that. I'm cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just cool, remember, cool. You, you, if you come to Newport News, you are coming to Newport News. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to tell you which door mine is. But on the way, there's eight. There's eight doors. You better hope to pick the right one. Pick the right one. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, I'm going to give a real quick shout out. Uh, I got two real quick ones. First of all, NBA, let LaMelo Ball get number one. Just give that man. Just, it, yeah, he, he, it, you can blame Malik Monk and, and no, no, no. I, no, yeah. no, we're not doing this. You know what? I think, I think Monk did it on purpose. No, no. You know what? Let's, let's, let's kill this right now because I'm, ti- I'm getting tired of seeing social media. No, that's my gripe now. This is not the NBA holding LaMelo Ball back from getting number one. There is a he is oppressed. It is oppression, Danny. Oppression, my ass. Black lives, okay. matter, <laughs> Black lives matter. No. N- number one doesn't matter at this point. You, They had the NBA normally has a, a March deadline to do it. They told LeBron James no. So if they oh, told wow. LeBron James, though, he couldn't change his number from 23 to 6 with the Lakers, you, you think know they going to let LaMelo Ball get away with that? You know what? That ends the story right there. <laughs> yep. I say no more, buddy. I, I, done I, with- I understand that there's a lot of reasons why the NBA has that deadline, but it's just a number. I mean, the thing is, if, the, if I don't know if the NBA has the same rule the NFL has about changing your number. Because that's why Davin Cook didn't change his number back either because they told him if he had to change his number, he had to buy every single piece of remaining inventory right, yeah. oh, wow. with that number on it. Ooh, He's wow. a running back. Ooh. Yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> he don't make that much. Before he came in the league, though, he can afford it. No, uh, not, 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 not in the okay. rookie contract. Like Julio, Jones was able, Julio Jones was able to do it because Jones wow. was traded. Okay, yeah. Jones was traded. If you're traded teams, you can change number without penalty. All right. That's why Julio was able to wear number two. But the whole LaMelo, I think LaMelo should put in for it now, get the jerseys now, and just if you bought a LaMelo ball jersey, you better hope you have American Express uh, <laughs> jersey protection. And, yes, Chicken C is worth the drive. But Chicken C is chicken sandwiches are on point, though. Yes, thank uh, you. Second thing, real quick. Uh, the Netflix documentary about the Malice at the Palace Finally got around to watching that. Very good. It's it doesn't present any new information that that those of us you know that have been that have known about this for a while. It's been fifteen years, sixteen years almost. 
So it doesn't present any new information, but it, Jermaine O'Neal is actually one of the executive producers. So uh, it gives a, the perspective from the players that we didn't get with other documentaries, particularly Jermaine O'Neal, who probably took the brunt of the blame for what happened, even though instead Ron, of the fan who threw the beer. Well, actually, Ron Artest, um, they don't like him. At all. I mean, they made that very clear during the documentary. Like, like I hate that. Steven Jackson was like, I hate that mother beep. I mean, you know, Steven Jackson's going to say Steven Jackson stuff. They they felt like uh, it was mainly his fault and that his career was not detrimentally affected by it. You know, he went and won a championship with the Lakers. Um, and, even, and they even showed a clip. I, I didn't realize this, but after he won that championship with the Lakers on air, I mean, minutes after winning the championship, they asked him about, you know, him coming back from the Malice at the Palace. And he said on air he feels like a coward because he yeah. felt like he could have won a championship with Jermaine O'Neal and Steven Jackson. And here he is celebrating and those guys did not. Real, real good documentary. It's, it's worth the hour of your time to give it a watch if you have Netflix and your NBA. So. All right. My, my, uh, my shout out just goes to the to the uh, fans in the chat like every week. Uh, I think we're, we're getting some new people that's coming up in the chat every week, man. So shout out to y'all, man. Please continue to do so. We're here every week, mainly every week, man. Please like, share, and subscribe. And uh, shout out to our boy Danny, man. Danny, always a pleasure having you on, man. Yeah. Even though you're a Falcons fan, but it's still a still a pleasure having you on. Uh, no, no, don't, don't, don't give him too much kudos. That's, his head to get big under that. Danny, you have any shout outs, brother? You know, shout out to first of all, shout out to my wife for, for, for bringing home that next gen console that Rodney wants so badly. Um, <laughs> um, you know, anytime I can get Rodney to be upset with uh, to cause an issue with him and his wife, uh, jokingly <laughs> on social media, I will take that. It's a good day. It's like it, it, it it's like Carol, it's like Carolina beating Clemson in basketball. It's just a wonderful day all the way around. Um, Big shouts to the three of you guys as always. Um sure, when the bad signal's always called. Um I'm always well, your show too. Danny's got his own show, y'all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um shout out, shout be, out to show, man. Uh Beyond the Buzzer Thursday nights, um, on Facebook, YouTube, um, and then uh the Around the Association podcast where we begin after Labor Day weekend, my NBA show. Um the guest list for the show is gonna be something special. I'm bringing on different NBA folks. All <coughs> from across the league, so it's not just Hornets. Um, yes, <clears throat> I will send the signal out for you guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, I can't wait to do basketball a, a basketball pod again. But yeah, it's it's great to have you guys around, um, being on you guys' platform, and hopefully that none of my stuff gets banned because Lord knows the next twenty days I'm going to be sending Panther <sighs> Panther clips everywhere to all of you guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Man, it's, I'm, it's not I'm the most numb. flattery ones either. I'm numb. I'm numb. <laughs> I'm same. <laughs> I'm just numb. Okay. Uh, my shout outs. Uh, shout out to me and my wife. We have a uh, radio state radio show coming. A 15 minute spot on WDRB. Okay. Uh, Congrats, via, bro. Uh, via iHeart I for cohort. Uh, so that starts this Thursday at 10:15 every Thursday. Uh, just kind of highlights and, and clips of our weekly shows. Uh, man, just shout out to everybody, man. That's 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 still grinding out here, man, and supporting. Uh, I want to give a shout out, a special shout out to uh, the family of Steplin Gray. Uh, his funeral Absolutely. was on uh, 
His funeral was on, I think it was on Friday. Um, RIP to him, man, and yeah. and uh, much love to him and his family, man. Uh, really miss you in the chat, bro. Uh, shout out to Danny for coming on and uh, shoot me his address so I can make a visit. No, I I told you if you the wife told you what to do if you need to find one. <laughs> All right. The, the wife told you and Candace what you need to do to stop your marital issues about this damn Xbox. Yeah, All she right. did. She, she told her. She told her. She told her. Okay. But so I'm not what, trying to but guess what? My wife is not letting me get it. So I mean it's it's it's, <clears> it's gonna cost you a, a lot, a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's worth it. The 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 the, the consequences behind me getting this Xbox is the fact that I, my wife is fueling uh, the next plane for Jeff Bezos to be flying on Amazon. <laughs> so, with the Amazon purchases, it is what it is. Um, oh man, look, you got to be nice. You got to be nice for a long minute. You got to play nice. The whole... well, I chase this. I chase this Xbox like a, like a, a Captain Ahab for Moby Dick for six for since literally November. Okay, same, same. like. To shout, shout, way- shout out to the guy on Twitter who told me where one was available. Shout out to you, whoever you are. But yeah, yeah, like do you understand how hard it is to find this thing. Seriously, and, dude. And, you know, and to get it at cost. You know how hard that was. At cost. Yeah. So no, big shout. Yeah, yeah. If y'all want to come find me, you're gonna come to Newport News, like to, to uh, Jay in the chat. Yeah, coming down. Tell Newport <laughs> News you want to. I'll be there, man. I'll be there with, 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 with Alan Robinson and his people. But uh, guys, man, he ain't from downtown. He's from uptown. <laughs> look, he's from he's from uptown Newport News. He, he, look, he's running the whole Hampton Roads. We, 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 there I'm, you go. I'm, look, I, I'm good on AI's name. <laughs> no, because see, Newport News is different than Charlotte because downtown Newport News is the number of streets where Michael Vick grew up at. Uptown is where we is 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 is, is, is the upper section, so it's not downtown, essentially. So if you can go to downtown Newport News, you want to. You, you, everything, everything, you saw, everything you saw on Thirty for Thirty, Michael Vick about where he grew up. That's hey, downtown Newport. Like that? Yeah. Hey man, uh, look, 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 look. Uh, look. I'm gonna say this before we go. I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Till <laughs> next time.